0: Explorers, thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors.
1: I'm Adriana Scory, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore.
0: I'm Lauren Rodick eberly mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast episode is sponsored by Mount Store, a new brand aiming to get you back on the trail
2: safer, sooner, and with more ease. From diaper duffels to winter and summer sleep sacks and even merino wool layers, mounts specializes in outdoor camping and adventure needs for babies toddlers and children created by tim a dad who became a stay-at-home parent during the pandemic mounts is trying to solve all the little issues for parents to get back to their outdoor selves visit their website now at www.mountstore.com. that's m-o-u-n-t-s store.com
0: madison is a homeschooling mom and wild and free group leader living in the seattle area her passion for wild schooling and child-led learning comes from her background in elementary education and love for the outdoors she loves exploring the forests, beaches and mountains of the pacific northwest with her family and leads and hosts weekly outdoor meetups for her wild and free homeschooling group she shares her adventures in homeschooling parenting and exploring on instagram via Schoolless in seattle hi maddie thanks for coming on today Hi, thanks for having me. I had, pl- <laughs> I had the pleasure of meeting you this week in person, which was so fun. My kids and I joined your meetup and had the best time. And I joked that I pretty much interviewed you interviewed you there already.
2: <laughs> yes, and, and everyone else in the group too, which was really fun.
0: <laughs> Can you share what you told me when I asked you if you always knew you wanted to homeschool? So I was
2: a teacher before I stayed home with my sons. So it kind of had been something we had thought about as an option, but at first my husband and I thought maybe we would just homeschool our kids in middle school. We just figured middle school is kind of the worst of school. So let's just travel while they're in middle school. And then it was just the longer that I was home with them, the more I couldn't imagine not being home with them. (laughs) So we just gradually were like, oh, I guess, I guess we're doing this. I guess we're going to homeschool. So it was, it was definitely a gradual decision.
1: (laughs) So what brought you to more of an unschooling approach and how would you
2: define unschooling? So I think that my background is, as a teacher is actually what kind of brought me to it. It's like I, you know, I had all this education in one area of, you know, structured education and then once I started homeschooling I totally swung the other way. So unschooling, it's kind it's kind of a weird word. So it doesn't mean like that you aren't doing anything, but And you can unschool and use curriculum. But it's really a very like child-led approach to to education rather than in school, you know, the teacher is deciding all the curriculum, deciding what you're doing, deciding when you're doing it. Even though, you know, with my sons, I obviously want them to learn things like reading and writing, but then, you know, they can choose what they want to read. They decide to write a poem just because they want to. They're practicing math when they're dividing out Skittles between each other. So it's a much more natural and child-based approach. Approach to learning.
1: Okay. So, can you talk a little bit more about the book Wild and Free? Lauren had read it and was talking about how much it resonated with her.
2: Yes, it is. It's so good. So, it's The Call of the Wild and Free by Ainsley Arment. And it is the book that I recommend for people when they're interested in homeschooling. Um, It just, she just talks about taking your children's childhood back by homeschooling, by like, you know, just giving them the time to play, giving them the time to explore outdoors spending time with your family and like focusing on family relationships and just like learning side by side. And I think I've read it like three times because it's so good. <laughs> oh, that's I haven't read it yet. I'll have to read it. It sounds very inspiring.
1: It I is. It's to do with the outdoors and exploring. Um, so how do you respond to people that ask if your children are learning? It happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, i just I just tell them that I see how much my kids are learning and everything. Everything they're doing. You know, we read books together and then they want to read. We go tide pooling together and they learn, they know way more about sea creatures than most adults I know. They're learning how to collaborate. They're learning to be creative. They're learning how to just be people. Like, not everything that we need to learn is just the academic subjects in school. And I don't know. I just, I guess I just say that. I trust, I trust my kids to learn what they need to learn. And then, I mean, having a background in education also helps, but, um, I don't know. I just see their daily progress and how they're learning and, and see like who they're becoming as people.
1: Yes. And they're using their hands-on experience to kind of learn more about the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that they, it's, you know, it's not just, oh, are they learning math? Are they learning reading? I'm like, well, they are, but also they're learning how to ski. They're learning how to mountain bike. They're learning how to camp and make a fire, you know? Yeah, the life skills. Absolutely.
1: So if you do receive pushback, like what's the main kind of pushback you receive?
2: Um, I'd say the most common thing is about like socialization. Okay. Um, you know, people say, how how are they going to socialize? Luckily, we've had very supportive family and friends. So we haven't heard a lot of that. But, you know, even just random people at the grocery store, you know, <laughs> will sometimes comment and How are they going to socialize? And, uh, you know, school is not the only place for that. You know, we have our wild and free group. So we meet up every week. We do playdates with friends, some who homeschool, some who are in public school. They talk to the cashier at Trader Joe's. They talk to kids at the park. They, you know, they make friends everywhere. So I don't really know why it would be a concern, but... (laughs) but that's the main pushback. That's the main main one.
0: You shared so many things that your kids love to do already, but can you share some of their top interests and maybe school topics, quote unquote, and also just their favorite things to do outside?
2: Yes. So school, they, they love math and they love engineering. My husband is an engineer, so he does engineering class with them a few mornings a week before he starts work. So they're always, you know, coming up with experiments and doing things with pulleys and sensors and all sorts of all sorts of cool things my oldest son's goal for this year is to read every single day so he he loves reading elephant and piggy books and then they also love when I read so we have been reading the little house on the prairie series and they just love it so much I think we're on like the fourth or fifth book because they just they just love it so much so and now they're they're watching little house on the prairie right now (laughs) So yeah, they they really do and they and then like marine biology. We go tide pooling as much as possible cuz we live in the Seattle area. So we try to do that a lot in the summer and they, you know, they'll they'll go track down the beach naturalists and start teaching them things about <laughs> sea creatures when we're at the beach.
1: <laughs> They're gaining so much confidence from just being, yeah. yeah, out on the beach and
2: Okay, so can you walk us through like what a typical day looks like for you then? Sure. So My sons wake up really early every day, they wake up at six. And when they get up, they they like to read independently, or read to each other in the morning, or they'll, you know, work on a project, they'll color a picture. This morning, they had made a happy birthday banner, my youngest turns five later this month. So they had written all the words to the happy birthday song. On a banner. So they kind of have this independent time. Sometimes they build a fort. And then once I get up, then we'll do a little bit more focused school time. We'll do, you know, some reading curriculum. We'll practice reading together. We might do some math workbooks, things like that. And then we often go out and explore. We You know, go on a hike or go to the park, go to the zoo. And then we do some more reading in the evening. So that's kind of our typical, typical day. I love that there's exploring on the
1: curriculum. (laughs) That's
0: the main one. (laughs) The whole curriculum sounds so amazing. (laughs) So, as I said at the beginning, I'm so grateful to now be a part of your weekly meetups. Can you share what those look like and how they benefit homeschooling families?
2: So it's the we do wild and free um, meetups, which is the organization that Ainsley Arment, the author of the call of the wild and free started, which they're they're pretty similar to um, kids who explore and that, you know, people create their own chapters all over the world and then, you know, host host meetups. So we do meetups every single week. A lot of them were at a park or a hike or a beach. Sometimes we do um, like a field trip to the salmon hatchery or we do a book club. We read Charlie and the chocolate factory and then went to the Theo chocolate factory in Seattle. And, um, but mostly it's, it's these free play nature meetups. And it's just amazing to see the community that forms the community among the kids. And we have mixed ages, you know, we have from newborn to probably 12 years old, and they all play together. It's amazing. Um, And they, you know, they build things together, they create these elaborate games together. And they're so excited to talk to each other and share what they're learning and just share their lives together. And then the community among the, the moms is incredible. Like, I, I feel like I couldn't homeschool without without this community of other moms to talk to about, you know, curriculum and different ideas and lessons, but then also just the challenges of homeschooling and the the wonderful parts of homeschooling and being able to share that together.
1: Yeah. What would be one of your biggest challenges? Do you feel?
2: I think that it can be, it can be hard to be consistent. You know, if your kids are in in school. They have to go there every day and then, you know, you know that they're, they're learning every day. So it can be hard, you know, with different things, visitors, traveling, holidays, sickness, it can just be kind of hard to get back in that routine, which is also something I love about it, that there's the flexibility of it, but that can be a challenge.
1: Okay. So the routine, and then do you plan on following this method of schooling, like until the end of high school or what are you thinking?
2: Um, Yeah. I always say that if my kids want to go to public school. Than they can, and but then there's a lot of other options as kids get older. Taking community college classes um, for concurrent enrollment in high school, things like that. Um, there's a lot of options in our area in Seattle. But I, I really have loved this approach we've had, and I just see how much my kids thrive with it. So I, I see us continuing it.
0: Excellent. I keep dreaming about homeschooling over here. I know that was what I was talking to you and everyone else. <laughs> Sweet. You you shared so many benefits that I just see as an outsider doing it. And you mentioned the opportunity for your kids to get outside so much and move their bodies more than the classroom setting would allow, as you also saw as a school teacher. Do you want to talk a bit about some of those benefits and others that you can think of? Yeah, so... A lot of this
2: started when I was a teacher and I realized that so much of my day was spent on classroom management, not on actually teaching kids. And I realized that's that's not why I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't want to be a teacher to be telling kids to sit down and be quiet all day. But that's so much of what it is. But with homeschooling, we can we can move, we can be outside. You know, if my kids get wiggly, we can just go play outside. We don't have to wait until recess. Um, also like the, the family relationships are just really strengthened by homeschool. My, my two boys are best friends and they, you know, they always tell me they would only go to school if they could be in the same class because they just want to be together. And, and then just that I get the time with them, their dad gets more time with them, you know, anytime that he's not working, then they're around, they aren't in school, we have the flexibility to travel and go on adventures, you know, outside of a school schedule, we don't just have to travel during spring break, you know, they get an individualized education, they don't have to learn right on track with a curriculum in a classroom, they can learn when it, when it clicks for them and learn what they're excited about and when they're excited about it and how they like to learn.
0: Yes, I love all of that so much. Do you find that you're teaching both of your kids kind of the same thing and then they're each grasping something different from it? Like how you're talking about you're reading both of them. Little house on the prairie.
2: Yes, definitely. So they're they're very close in age, under two years apart. So I do a lot of the same things with both of them. I and then, you know, my older son does a little bit more with it. And my, you know, maybe he'll write a full sentence. The younger one will write a couple words. Things like that. My older one reads a little more. My, but my younger one is is excited to read because he wants to be like his brother. And then it is very cool to see just the different types of things that they that they grasp from from different things. You know, they they notice different things and then they're their own little class, they're little classmates and they can tell each other the different things that they notice and, and teach each other.
0: Yes. Even this week when I was meeting some of the kids, they would say, My name is, and then they would spell it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, we're just outside, just building forts and playing on the playground and those kind of things. But yet, look, we're having a spelling lesson. And then later, something was broken and someone was fixing it. And I was just thinking, there's so much learning that's going on in this setting. And then with the different ages of kids, it's like the older ones are teaching the younger ones and it just passes. Oh,
2: yeah, The mixed age is really amazing to see.
0: Yeah. And I I'm hoping to learn about this. Two more in Alberta or wherever else we are living at some point where there's schooling options. But it sounds like here in Washington, there's so many different options like the partnership where you can send your kids to certain classes, but still homeschool them, or whatever curriculums. And you said that you actually don't need to let anyone know that, let the government or whatnot know that you're homeschooling until they're about eight. So you kind of have time to play around with different options too, right?
2: Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. In Washington there, you don't have to send in a letter of intent or anything till eight. Every state has different laws and different, you know, different countries have different rules for it. But and then there are so many opportunities here with the partnership programs. There's there's homeschool classes for through lots of different things. My my sons take a theater class that's for homeschool students. So it's on a Friday morning. There's gymnastics class for homeschool. There's, you know, forest school for homeschool kids. There There's just lots of really cool opportunities.
1: OK, so you were saying before that um, perhaps just getting into routine was a bit of a challenge there for you. Is there anything else that you can think of as like a downside
2: perhaps? I mean, when I talk to friends who have kids in full-time school and they tell me that they can go on a date with their husband in the middle of the day without arranging childcare, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but really besides that, I mean, I I just love everything about homeschooling. I mean, it's it's challenging and it's a lot of work and a lot of energy, but it's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah. I feel like that would be a lot in a day for sure. Like if (laughs) you, but if you're passionate about something, that energy is just going to carry you through. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I love, love, love the family relationships that are built from this. It was just so nice to see this week, the bonding and at kids to explore. It's all about getting outside with your family and you're just able to do so much more of that. So it makes me so happy. Yeah, it's so great. Is there anything else you want to share today about anything we talked about or just anything in general or about getting outside? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's all.
2: So where can people follow along? Um, so I am at Schoolless in Seattle on Instagram. Yeah, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. Okay,
1: so we end our show with our final questions. So the first question in the last few months, what was the best purchase under $100? Okay, it's my milk
2: frother. Not just a little handheld one, but like it, you know, it, it looks like a little kettle, you know, like a little electric kettle. And it saves so much money because we make these amazing cappuccinos at home every day. And yeah. we froth milk for the kids' hot chocolate. And I I use it so much. I love it so much that one of my best friends had her mother-in-law get her one for Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you share a book show or podcast recommendation right now
2: so i already talked about call of the wild and free but the other book that i love um if anyone's interested in homeschooling is the brave learner by julie bogart also very inspiring kind of in that same vein of just talking about how how you really can do it and how wonderful homeschooling is
0: (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) i was gonna say lauren read this book If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next?
2: I would take my sons to the Amazon rainforest because they talk about it all the time and they want to meet all of the animals there.
1: Oh, cool. I love your answer. (laughs) That's awesome
0: this has been so nice thank you so much for coming on today but also for all the energy you put into creating these meetups it's it was a treat to do one and I cannot wait to do more and Colin was did after <laughs> and what she wouldn't have left unless you made her leave it took a lot of convincing <laughs> <laughs> she loved it so she would happily do that every day but i was like it's probably good that it's only once a week because it was a day of recovery after she- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. thank you so much thank you thanks for adventuring with us please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at kids who explore on instagram and all other social media platforms this podcast is produced by kp media productions